It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That was tough, man. That one brought me to tears. And uh, instantly, just because I know how good of a guy J.I. is, and I know how hard he works, and and how hard he has worked to get back since hurting himself in uh, D.C. So uh, that was tough. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 3rd, 2020. My name is Phil Prosser, and I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can also find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Unfortunately for Aaron Gordon and the Orlando Magic, it was the worst. Uh, Sunday's game should have been a celebration of one of the best games the Magic have played all year, and and we will talk a little bit about that game and and try to move forward. But obviously the news of the day is a bad one for the Magic, both for the rest of this season, um, but certainly moving forward and their future as well. Um, Certainly the 2021 season has a very different hue, and um, we have to begin talking and thinking about how this Magic team gets better and, and how they move forward just a little bit differently. Uh, In the third quarter of a game that was a blowout, that was um, a uh, just a a, a dominant performance, a a near-perfect performance, honestly, from the Orlando Magic, Uh, a game that had really already been decided. The Magic were ready to pull their starters and, and frankly, were a minute or two away from hitting the minute cap that that Jonathan Isaac was under. But Jonathan Isaac uh, did not reach that cap. Um, He... Went down, he uh, saw an open lane, tried to go down it, tried to make another Euro step move similar to the one that he made uh, against the Washington Wizards on January 1st. Um, and when his knee, when his left knee, the same left knee that had the posterior uh, corner, lateral corner injury suffered in January 1st that he'd just come back from, his knee buckled and he immediately went to the floor, uh, clutching it in pain. The heavily wrapped, heavily guarded knee. Um, had given way. The Magic uh, took him off the floor in a wheelchair. He underwent an MRI, and the results were as bad as as everyone could fear for uh, such a non-contact injury. He did not wrap his leg around Bradley Beal's leg like he did when he originally suffered the the corner the lateral corner injury. Um, the original injury. This was a non-contact injury. A just. It happens in basketball. It happens in a lot in a lot of sports. Just that one bad step, you know, the the the, the string in your knee just snaps. Um, if if that, if that's how it works, I'm not 100 sure if that's how it works. But um, Jonathan Isaac, uh, the the Magic announced uh, later on that Jonathan Isaac had torn the ACL in his left knee. Um, you know, it is devastating news. 
it is crushing news. It is news that has shook, shaken the basketball world, to be frank. Um, you know, fan, you know, basketball players and, and, and personalities from around the league, you know, wishing their, giving their best wishes and their prayers to Jonathan Isaac. Um, it is, it is simply devastating. And, and while, you know, everyone hoped for the best at the time, um, you know, Aaron would actually, uh, in the bite that I played, would go on to say, you know, you know, hopefully it's not as bad as it looked. Hopefully it's just a, a tweak. Hopefully it's nothing serious. But unfortunately, it, it is. It was serious. It is, you know, again, probably you know, the most serious thing that that could have happened in that situation. Um, it is, you know, not a career-ending injury by any means. Um, his his time in the NBA is not over. But there's a long, long road ahead. Um, people have been asking me how long can we expect Isaac back and. You know, you, you you don't have to look very far, for example, of what an ACL can do. Um, Chumo Kiki, the Magic's draft pick uh, from last year, tore his ACL in March, and the Magic gave him a redshirt year, essentially. It, it essentially takes a full year uh, to recover and to be back on the floor. It's, it's you know, I, I think the timeline that, that I've read is is 9 to 12 months to come back. Um, so if the NBA intends to go back to its normal calendar, that means Jonathan Isaac will miss the entire 2021 season. And at this point... I don't mind that. I know that he'll be a restricted free agent in the summer of 2021, so the Magic will have to make a financial decision on him um, in the short term. Um, you know, I'll, I'll say this: shades of Stephen Curry on on that. If you forget, Stephen Curry had a ton of injuries um, before his before his breakout and his second contract, and the Warriors were greatly rewarded for their faith in him and his recovery. Um, it's going to be a long road to get there, and all those considerations are. You know, frankly, moot at this point. Um, it it devastated the team. Um, you, you could you could tell that you know the light mood that would normally come from a, a blowout win like this, uh, from a win where everything just went right. And again, we'll we'll talk more about that um, in just a moment. It, it, the air just rushed out of the balloon. Um, you know, I. I I can't describe it any other way. I, I I think the whole fan base is devastated a little bit because, yes, a lot of the Magic's future is pinned on Isaac and his development and certainly thoughts about what this team can do and what this team can be in the 2021 season certainly are pinned to pinned to Isaac and his growth. Um, you know, I think the Ma- I think Magic fans were eagerly awaiting to see Isaac and, and to see uh, what he can become, you know, it, it really felt like this year he was putting a lot of pieces together. Um, before his original injury, it felt like he was putting a lot of pieces together and really figuring out what kind of player he can be and figuring out honestly just how good he can be. Uh, and, and honestly, coming back in, in the two games that he played uh, before today, today, um, you know, against Dan- Denver in the scrimmage and then against Brooklyn, he really just it, it felt like he hadn't missed a beat. It felt like he hadn't missed any time whatsoever. Um, you know, they're not running a lot of plays for him, but he just found ways to make an impact. And, and, and certainly, I think Sunday's game, you could begin to see some of the rust and, and some of the mistiming. And, you know, his you know his jumper certainly w- was off a little bit uh, for the first time uh, since coming back. Um, it, 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 you could really just see how good Isaac could be. And if this is what he was like when he was rusty, just imagine what he would look like when he was polished. Um, you know, we don't get to see that now. Um, you know, I think I think there's definitely, I think Steve Clifford was definitely beginning to feel a little bit more comfortable with playing him and, and figuring out where he fit into the rotation, into the lineup. I think that there was definitely a sense that his minutes would begin to ramp up um, a little bit, a little bit more. 
I don't know if he would start. Um, you know, Clifford kind of said that, that it was not likely that either he or Markel Fultz would start um, until after the back-to-back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, but this is just a, a freak injury. Um, you know, I, I, I think... I don't think there's any way you can predict or prepare for something like this. Um, it's it's something that happens um, in basketball. Um, you know, you have gigantic people doing crazy athletic things. Um, it's it's difficult. Um, and, and Isaac will have a lot of guys to lean on. You know, Aaron Gordon broke his foot. I mean, these aren't the same injury, but Aaron Gordon broke his foot. Um, that's that's something that you know you know rehab that rehab process certainly Aaron. Garen can help with that. Um, Nikola Vujic broke his hand and had to rehab from that. Again, not the same length and extent of injury, but certainly some advice that he can get from veterans. You know, Chumbo Kiki will be in that locker room next year. He's gone through the torn ACL. You know, he can hopefully, and hopefully he can hit. Hopefully he's he's a he's a solid, he can play. Um, you know, certainly a lot of draft draft experts and a lot of NBA draft experts believe that that he would have been a top 10 pick had he not torn his ACL. Um, and, and, you know, ACLs, players recover from ACLs these days. It's, it's not as devastating of an injury, but it feels devastating today because it means that you're without this person, this key player. Um, you know, I, you know I, I don't want to equate, you know, equate two, two stories that are completely separate, but, you know, I spent much of this weekend discussing Jonathan Isaac because of his, because of what he did on Friday. Um, and, you know the, the everything that I everything that I kept saying is is that this guy is such a good person. Um, you know what, what what kills me about this more than anything is that you know all anyone has ever wanted for Jonathan Isaac is for, for good things to happen to him because he he provides so much good to the world. I mean his teammates love him. Um, you know there's there's absolutely no chance that that his decision to stand for the anthem would divide that team. Uh, you know to, to think. To think so, I, I think, is to not know these guys and, and know how I how much you know how Isaac's part of this team and part of this group. I mean, you know, certainly, you know, certainly, it's you know, I, I I'm finding it difficult to find the right words to because because it feels like a eulogy. Uh, you know, I I, I mean, it, it's not. Isaac will be back. We'll see him play again, but his energy is so infectious and so important to this team when it is at its best and not having that you know the magic had to find energy they struggled those those you know they, they had a nice spurt like right after the injury but they struggled you know they hit they hit the same record that they had last year um in late January um you know and a lot of that was because they didn't have Isaac's energy they had to figure out how to play without Isaac and you know they 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 figured it out they're certainly able to play without Isaac he's coming off the bench and I don't think that was going to change anytime soon um but you know, you could you could tell that having Isaac around, having him um, involved, lifted everyone's spirits and, and really got everyone, uh, really, you know, picked everyone up in in a major way. Um, you know, and 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 Isaac Isaac brings that kind of light to people. Um, you know, he is like like I've said to everyone that that I've talked to over the weekend. You know, there is not a nicer dude in the world than Jonathan Isaac. There's not a nicer, more genuine person that I've met. Uh, certainly. Uh, in in NBA circles, I think, and then than Jonathan Isaac. I mean, I think that guy is just he is gen he, he is genuine about everything he says. You know, he, I, I'm not like I said on on Friday. I I am or on Saturday. I, I am not the most religious person. You know, to, to you know, I've I've kind of been raised to be turned off to religion in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, you can just tell how genuine genuinely he believes in the goodness of people. 
um, and, and and how he shows that goodness to other people as well with the with the work that he's done and the service that he's done uh, in this in this community. Um, it, it it's tough. I mean, this is this is gut wrenching um, because he is just so popular among the Magic fan base, not just because of what he can mean for the future, but because of what he means to this community, because of what he's done for this community, because of um, everything that he's about and just, just kind of how genuine and, and kind that he is, um, both to, I mean, honestly, to fans and, and to, to everyone. Um, you know, Isaac made faith a, a big, uh, you know, made his faith front and center on, on, on Friday. Um, you know, that's, that is, that is very much a part of who he is. And, you know, I know that I, I, I'm, I am comforted that he will find comfort in his faith or, and I'm sure that he will find comfort in his faith. You know, that, that, that he knows that, that he, that he will believe that, that this is part of God's plan for him, um, that he will come out of the, uh, of the other end better for it and, and, and ready to both play this game and, and to shine his light, um, for others around him. Um, it, it's tough. This, I mean, it's, it's so tough. Uh, you know, I, I want to be talking about basketball. I wanted to be talking about basketball Friday, um, you know, obviously there's bigger issues at play there um, that, that, that I tried to address in, in however I, and however I could, whether I, whether I succeeded or not is, is certainly up, up to you to decide or, or to, to, to believe or not. Um, this, this just sucks. Um, injuries are obviously a part of the game. Um, you know, I've, I've broken my foot playing basketball again, not as major. My sister's torn her ACL playing basketball. Um, injuries suck. Um, it is the worst part of this game that, that we push the human body to its limits and, and sometimes the human body just can't take it. Um, and what sucks to me most is that this is random and, and most injuries are random. Um, you know, it, it sucks to me that, you know, Jonathan Isaac is going to have this label around him that he is constantly injured. Um, you know, I've had to, I, I've, I've had this argument with people who'd say, oh, we can't count on Isaac. He is always injured. And I'd say, well, his injuries each time have been different. It was an ankle the first time, and the Magic were extremely cautious with that. Then it was a knee, and it was a freak accident. It wasn't anything else. Well, you know, an ACL now is not a freak. You know, ACL tears are initially freak accidents, but then you're always managing that injury from then on out. You're always a little bit concerned that it could happen again. I mean, you know, I think the Magic broadcast pointed out that Jabari Parker had torn his ACL twice, and he went from being, a, you know, the second overall pick and and was seemingly a, a runaway All Star to, you know, not coming into not coming into this game until after the game was already decided. And, and you know, maybe some of that is, you know, how his career has wound around too. But um, it's it's going to be a long road for John for Jonathan. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie about that. Um, again, we will go a full season without him. He, he's not going to play in the 2021 season. I, I feel fairly confident saying that if the NBA intends to go back to its regular schedule with the finals in June, Jonathan Isaac is not going to play in the NBA final in the NBA season in 2021. Um, I think that that is, that is just the truth. Um, yeah, you know, it's not the truth yet, but, but I, I think that is fairly likely. Um, and it sucks. It, it just sucks. Um, I, I don't honestly know what else to say? Um, you know, I'm going to bookend this with with quotes. Um, you know, I can't. I, I use Steve Clifford's quote, but quote, but he was trying to say optimistic after the game. Um, you heard Aaron Gordon at the top. You'll hear from Nikola Vucevic when when I'm done trying to gather my thoughts and and say what I need to say. Um, but this this just sucks. Um, 
you know, I, I know I speak for Magic fans. I speak for the en- entire NBA community when I say that, you know, our, our, our thoughts and prayers are with Jonathan at this time. Uh, you know, we're all behind him. You know, I think the entire NBA community would say we're all behind him to get healthy and get better, um, to, to come back, whether it's in 2021, whether it's in, 2020, in the 2021 season or the 2022 season. We're all ready and we're all eager to see him back on the floor because we know that he will be better than ever because that is the kind of person that Jonathan Isaac is. That is the kind of work ethic he has. And we believe in him just as much as he believe, as much as he should believe in himself. And, you know, if it's any comfort, I have faith that God believes in him too. Uh, you know, in, in whatever form we pray to him, I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure he believes in him too and, and, and that Isaac will pass, pass this test and come back ready to play and better than ever. Um, it just sucks. Uh, that's 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 really all I can say. Yeah, it's uh, it was very difficult to to, you know, to see him go down like that again, especially you know the, the, the same knee. Uh, and all else, y'all, and I'm praying that it, it's nothing no, serious, nothing major. Uh, and hopefully, you know, just a little setback for him. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, when you know that, you know, uh, what he went through since he's been here, you know, his rookie year, he didn't, you know, he had to deal with injuries. And, you know, last year he was able to play a little more. And then this year, you know, again, and then you know, he worked his way back. You know, he worked really hard, you know, over the, the, the break of the pandemic. And then, uh, you know, he was looking great, actually. And uh, we're all very happy for him. And uh, mainly because just he's a great guy, you know, great teammate. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we all you know have a lot of respect for him, and so for him to go down like that was very difficult to see. You know, especially when you know that he just came back from the same. Well, I don't, we don't know what kind of injury, but from the you know, same leg. Bit of a non-traditional start, obviously, to this show, but I do want to let you know. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. If you want the Kings' perspective on today's on today's game or on the game, check out Locked On Kings. Of course, you can also look ahead to Locked On Pacers. They'll probably be discussing TJ Warren's 53-point 50, game uh, on Saturday as the NBA bubble got into full swing. Again, my name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr__omd. Um, you could, uh, you know, and, and be sure to check out the latest Around the Lockdown Podcast Network, your favorite team covered in the NBA, NFL, NHL, and college too, just, and MLB as well. Just search for every download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show. By saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Like, like I'm, I'm all disorganized. I started the show differently today, and and of course, there's obviously big news that we had to get to right off the top. But the Orlando Magic actually played a game on Sunday, and, and while the news of Jonathan Isaac's injury certainly overshadows a whole lot, um, the Magic actually played a really good basketball game. Um, you know, defeating the Sacramento Kings 132 to 116, and the score really wasn't even that close. 
This was a, a complete domination, really, from the start of the game to the finish. The Magic never trailed, and they led uh, by as much as 30, you know, they, they led by as much as 36. I mean, this was domination from one moment to the next. It started right off the top, you know, Aaron Gordon driving headfirst into the bat, into the lane, into the basket, taking advantage of every mismatch. Harrison Barnes stood no chance against him. Um, it it was it was just do- I mean, Frank, it was just dominant. I mean, I I, I can't describe it any other way. It was just Gore. Gordon doing exactly what we always want Aaron Gordon to do. We always want him going to the basket, making quick decisions, getting to the rim, uh, and that's and, and really finishing through contact. You know, forcing contact and getting to the rim. Gordon did all of that and a whole lot more throughout the course of this game. It was, you know, just a, a fantastic performance. You know, 16 points in the first half. You know, is nothing to sneeze at. Um, you know, he was really getting into rhythm and really feeling it and. And you could tell that, that that energy, that physicality that the Magic played with very early on, you know, something that Steve Clifford really harps on about this team is you, you, they've got to play physical. And, you know, I think that this team can be a very good defensive team, but it's not their natural state, you know, if that makes sense. Um, you know, this team is not a team that has a lot of guys that seek out contact that are naturally physical players. Uh, and so it's something that they have to be very intentional about. It's it's not something that's instinctual, and that's that's part of this, the push and pull with this team and the struggle of this team. I think is they 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 do play a successful style, but it's a style they're constantly having to work at and constantly having to get better at. The Magic were in it today. Um, this, you know, honestly, I remember watching the first half of this game and thinking, this is really the first time all year, first time all year, even the beginning of the season where I felt like the Magic were playing like they were playing at the end of last season. Where I felt like the Magic were the juggernaut defensive team that we all thought they were going to be throughout the year. And the like ball movement, confident offensive team that you know we hoped would show up at the right moments. Um, this, this, you know, the Lakers game was great and, and it was a huge upset. This to me was probably the best overall all-around performance we've seen from Magic. Certainly, it, 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 it felt like all the pieces of the puzzle had fit together. Orlando, you know, just again, just, they could not miss in the first half. It was just incredible. They were taking just ridiculous shots, uh, but they were all good shots. Um, You know, they were getting into the lane. They were getting to the foul line. They were moving the ball so exceptionally well. DJ Augustine and Nikola Vucevic working the pick and roll to just complete perfection. Um, it the king, the Kings just were not into the game, um, which is ridiculous because a all their rivals had lost. New Orleans lost, Portland lost, San Antonio beat Memphis, so they had a chance to get a, a little bit closer to the eighth seed. Um, Sacramento had you know had the chance to really do something today, um, to, to really make a mark, and, and you know like like I said throughout the the preseason or before we got into the seeding round here, these first two games, Brooklyn and Sacramento, you know I, I was not ever insulting them by saying that that they're, they're probably the two worst teams that the Magic were going to play in the campus setting. You know, but these were two games that I felt like the Magic had to get, or if the Magic were going to have a successful seeding round, these two games were ones they had to get. I, I never, I, I still believe Sacramento was a really tough game and a really tough matchup, but the importance of this game for Orlando and the importance of this game for Sacramento should have raised the stakes for both. It should have been just a really competitive back-and-forth game between two teams that desperately needed a win. And unfortunately for Sacramento, only Orlando looked that way. 
the Magic did a lot of that. They did a lot to take Sacramento out of what they normally do and out of what they tried to do in each game. The Kings were trying to push... The Kings weren't able to push the, push the pace because the Magic made shots. It's that simple. De'Aaron Fox never could get up to full speed. I think I maybe counted one, maybe two, maybe three possessions where he was able to get all the way to the rim and finish. The rest, shooting little floaters, shooting little jumpers, you know, having to fall away from the basket as he's trying to lay it, lay it up. The Magic, and especially Nikola Vucevic, I think he deserves a lot of credit defensively here. The Magic did a very good good job walling the paint to slow him down, getting him to like half speed, if that, um, and contesting shots and, and, and getting their hands up to, to force, force um, misses. On defense, then, because there's so much concentration in the paint, the Magic did a really good job scrambling the three-point line. My biggest concern in this game was not De'Aaron Fox. You know, I, I felt like the Magic were going to do a decent job containing him. My concern in this game was whether the Magic were going to be able to get out to the three-point line and stop, you know, the drive and dish. You know, Fox getting into the lane, kicking out to Bogdan Bogdanovich or to Nemanja Bialica, who killed the Magic in the first meeting in Sacramento back in January. Or Harrison Barnes is a good shooter. Or Buddy Heald is a good shooter. Sacramento missed their fair share of open shots. So we're not going to deny that. But they never got into the flow because Orlando's defense scrambled and contested shots extremely well. And from there, the Magic were able to rebound effectively um, and, and really limit Sacramento in what they can do. Guess the Kings end up shooting 49.5%. A lot of that coming later in the game when Sacramento cut the deficit down. They're just 8 for 28 from beyond the arc. Orlando, though, 18 for 38 from beyond the arc. So that's a 10 three-point difference. Orlando, again, just dominant from the start. They score 44 points in the first quarter, tying a franchise record. The 132 points they scored um, in this game uh, was the third most in franchise history, I believe. Or, or you know, it's it is just they're just some insane statistics going around um, in this game. In this game, it, it was just the Magic were just so 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 dominant. You know, you score seventy eight points at halftime. That's that that was a stat. Excuse me, seventy eight points at halftime is the third most in franchise history behind the Atlanta game from last year. Uh, and then another game uh, fairly recently, actually. Um, the ma- the Magic just, they, again, they couldn't miss, but they were getting good shots. They were moving the ball. You could just feel this energy lifting the team up at every moment. Um, you know, the ball was finding the right guy. They were attacking at the right moment. It it was about as perfect a game as the, as you could play, um, which, which is, you know, again, makes the injury suck so much because... That should be the headline today. The headline should be about how the Magic really found their mojo and looked like one of the better teams or one of the more organized teams inside the campus so far. Um, you know, 2-0 in the campus. There's not many teams that can say they're 2-0 in the campus at this point. Um, you know, again, we'll see what Orlando looks like against better teams that play Indiana on Tuesday and then a really strong Toronto team on Wednesday that has just beaten the Lakers um, on a back-to-back. They'll play Philadelphia, who's had some good moments too. Um, you know, they, they've got they've got tough games on the horizon. The Celtics have played very, very well. You know, t- a tough win against Portland where they had to hold on on Sunday. Um, and, and Sunday, you know, a mixed, a mixed game against Milwaukee on Friday. Um, you know, the Magic, Magic have to feel very, very good. I mean, they've, with, with Washington losing to Brooklyn, you know, A, Orlando maintains that, the, the, the half game lead for seventh. But B, 
you know, Washington's going to be eliminated here pretty quickly. Um, it, it, you know, Washington definitely has a talent deficit. They're definitely going to struggle a little bit. Um, but the Magic, you know, the Magic number is three, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 35, 35 wins will get them in the playoffs. Um, so they've, they've, they, they have put themselves in a really, really, really good position. And it's not because of anything their opponents have done. It's not because... Of, of anything like that, it's because they have played some very good basketball. It, it, it's, it's that simple. They have played exceptionally well, and that has put them in this great spot to be in. Um, again, Orlando never trails in this game. They, they get a little sloppy in the fourth quarter. Again, I think the Paul of, of what happened to Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac kind of hung over them a little bit. But they got whatever they wanted. They executed perfectly. And, and if they can play with the intensity and the fervor that they played on Sunday moving forward, they're going to be a, they're going to be a much more dangerous team than I think a lot of people realize. And, and that's that's honestly honestly the truth about this team. Before we dive into the box score, um, I do have to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about rockauto.com. We've all been to the the car store, the car parts stores, the auto parts stores, the car dealerships. Um, you know, Anytime you're dealing with a car, even if you know what you're doing, it can be a little overwhelming. You know, we love our cars just like, you know, we love a family member. Maybe not that much, but but we do really appreciate our cars. They, they get us from here to there, and especially in Florida, you definitely need to take care of your car through the heat and through all the traffic as well. But you can go into these, these auto parts stores and just feel completely overwhelmed, and you're not even sure that they'll have exactly what you need. Well, uh, rockauto.com kind of takes care of that for you. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body part parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. This podcast also being sponsored today by CBDMD. Check them out today and enter promo code NBA for 25% off. Check them out at cbdmd.com. Let's run through that final box score for you as the Orlando Magic defeat the Sacramento Kings 132-116. to Like I said, just a completely dominant performance from the Orlando Magic. Um, really, the only guy who didn't play great was James was James Ennis, and he did a lot of really good things throughout the game. He just couldn't make a shot. Um, one of the few guys that couldn't make shots in this game. Place to start is Aaron Gordon. He really kicked things off. 22 points, 8 for 12 shooting, 3 for 3 from beyond the arc, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. 
um, early on just forced his way to the basket. Um, you know, not fouling, just physically getting through guys and finishing through contact. Um, he, he went into the post really well. He found mismatches. The Magic were really focused on getting him going, and he delivered and set the tone really for the whole game. Um, you know, he made a physical statement from the start, and Sacramento was taken aback. Um, you know, Orlando threw the first punch. They were the more aggressive, more assertive team, and Sacramento didn't have an answer. Sacramento didn't, you know, step up to the plate. They didn't punch back, uh, and that allowed Orlando to keep, you know, kind of going at him. It felt like, um, you know, so Gordon. This is how Gordon needs to play. You know, I made the comment, and Gordon had 16 of his 22 in the first half, but I made the comment when Gordon is hitting that kind of step-in three-pointer in transition, that's when you know he's a very dangerous, That's he's in danger of a very good night. Um, you know, that that's the kind of shot he was making when he had those 40-point games in 2018, two seasons ago. Um, you don't want him taking it too much. You don't want him over-dribbling. It, that started happening in the third quarter, but he started moving the ball and wasn't really as, as involved at that point. Um, but he... He was doing such a good job making quick decisions, attacking quickly, getting to the basket. That's how Aaron Gordon needs to play. This was about as perfect of an Aaron Gordon game as you're going to see. And obviously, they didn't need a whole lot from him, just 24 minutes of play for him. If the first half was was kind of led by Aaron Gordon at the beginning, the second half was led by Nikola Vucevic. 23 points, 9 for 14, shooting 2 for 3 from beyond the arc, 11 rebounds, 2 assists from him. Um... Just, again, just simple stuff with Vucevic. Um, they run really good pick-and-roll actions with him. DJ, him and G.J. Augustine have great chemistry. It's good to see that kind of pick back up again. I was, I always kind of thought that the Magic should have should have taken Fultz out of the lineups earlier, um, have him play with the second unit with Mo Bamba a little bit more. I think that would have helped the second unit a ton more because um, Augustine and Bamba don't have great chemistry, but Augustine and Vucevic have really good chemistry as pick-and-roll combo. Um, Vucevic was just, again, just extremely solid. Um, I thought defensively, he, he set his position a lot better. It was a lot better at, at kind of executing the team's defensive game game plan. Um, you know, played really, really well um, around the basket. Did a good job with rebounds. Did a good job contesting shots. Um, again, just everyone played so well. It's, it's hard to say a whole lot more. Did a good job passing out of double teams, getting kicking back out to the three-point line when he did get double teamed or when the defense collapsed around him in the paint. Um, was smart with his reads. Didn't settle for his jumper too much. You know, certainly did on some occasions, but... Um, you know, did a really good job reading pick and rolls and, and making the right play. So a really strong game from him. His partner in crime, DJ Augustine, 10 points, 3 for 5 shooting, 3 for 4 from beyond the arc, 8 assists. That pick and roll combination just killed the Kings throughout the third quarter. The second quarter belonged to Terrence Ross. He actually leads the Magic in scoring with 25 points, 6 for 10 shooting, 5 for 9 from beyond the arc, 8 for 10 from the foul line. Ross was just causing havoc. The Kings did not want to chase him. They fouled him a lot uh, on screens. He did. He drew. He drew. Of course, he drew a foul on a three pointer, like he usually does. Um, and, and he was hitting his three pointers. Um, you know, he actually had a couple spot up three pointers, which he doesn't do because he usually is coming off of cuts. Um, the Magic's offense was doing such a good job; they were able to get Terrence Ross spot up three pointers, which is fantastic. Um, had hit a big one in the corner um, in the first quarter, I want to say. Um, but Ross, you know, when Ross is feeling when he's eight, when he's coming around those screens and hitting shots, it, there's not a lot defenses can do. Uh, no one seemed willing to step up and kind of challenge him and force him to think about shooting. Uh, and so he just took advantage and he, he dominated the, the Kings in, in almost every way. Markel Fultz, a really strong game too. 14 points, six for nine shooting, made both of his three-pointers, including a three-quarters court heave at the end of the first quarter. Fultz was just in a really nice group. And, and more importantly, his minutes bumped up to 20. Um, he played about 16 in Friday's game. 
bumped up to 20 in this one as as there's confidence that that he can uh, play a little bit more um you know uh play a little bit more as conditions conditions a little bit better so again Steve Clifford said don't expect him to start until after Wednesday's game if that things are working I don't think we'll see a, a rotation change anytime soon um you know I was I was actually talking with with Zach Oliver of Orlando Pinstripe Post uh, during the game and, and I and and we both kind of said it's it's really interesting the magic essentially are bringing two starters off their bench right now and you can tell because there's no drop off in the intensity uh, and the way that the team plays and the talent level the team has with those second units so incidentally having Fulton at the time having Jonathan Isaac come off the bench um really kind of helped the team in some way um because it gave them you know more attackers off that bench it, it, they weren't all just kind of reserved for the first first group it provided a little bit more balance I think for the team um Fultz was really good he's you know getting into the lane setting up you know using the dribble to set up his jumper which he's really good at he was hitting that mid-range jumper. you could just see confidence flowing off of him you know made a three-pointer you know hit the hit the long half court heave you know he kind of let it go with a second and a half like he, he he knew that was a shot he was taking so a lot of confidence even in that shot um it was it was a great performance for Marco Fultz a really strong game um definitely a lot to be happy with um he didn't score a field goal but Ken Birch deserves some special mention too five rebounds five points uh five for six shooting from the line really active uh in the paint on both ends of the floor he's he's had a really strong run I know fans Want to see Mobamba play? Mobamba did not come in until the fourth quarter when the game was already decided, which uh, appears to be what the plan is for now. Um, but Birch was really, really strong. Birch has earned minutes with the way he's played. Uh, you know, he's rewarded that that trust that that Cliff has in him. Um, you know, certainly I think the Magic are trying to manage Mo a little bit, so you know things are are taking a little bit of time. Um, other than that, you know, the Magic shoot fifty two point four percent from floor, eighteen for thirty eight from beyond the arc, twenty eight of thirty five. From three, they get 12 offensive rebounds. They turn the ball over 18 times. Uh, a lot of that coming late in the game. So, you know, like four of those 18 coming from Isaac, Wendu, and Clark. So, it, nothing too concerning there. Again, the, the, the late bench group gave away the lead a little bit in 38-19 in the fourth quarter. Um, but overall, Orlando does a really good job. Sacramento shoots 49.5% from the floor, 8 for 28 from beyond the arc. Again, these stats are a little misleading because you look at the starters, no one scores more than 13. Darren Fox is 13 on 5 for 10 shooting, so he got his a little bit, but just 3 assists against 4 turnovers. That's very, very key. Orlando did a good job forcing him to make tough passes and tough decisions. Did not let him get to the basket. Defense was fantastic throughout the game. Bogdan Bogdanovich scores 12 points, but just 4 for 13 shooting. Um, Nemanja Bailica has only 2 points, missed all 3 of his 3-pointers. Harrison Barnes, 12 points, missed all 3 of his 3-pointers. Buddy healed off the bench. 12 points, 2 for 7 shooting. So nobody that's key for the Kings went off. That's a big reason why the Magic won so easily. Top scorer for the Kings was Harry Giles with 23 points off the bench. A lot of that coming in the fourth quarter again when the game was already decided. The Orlando Magic defeat the Sacramento Kings 132-116. to They improved to 32-35. and Their Magic number to clinch a playoff seed, that is to avoid the play-in series, is three more Magic wins or three more Wizards losses. Any combination of three Magic wins or three Wizards losses will clinch a playoff spot for the second consecutive year for the Orlando Magic. Just something to watch out for. The Magic are back in action Tuesday against the Indiana Pacers. Tip-off is once again at 6 p.m. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast 
on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__md. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com there. I detail a little bit more about how the Magic go about deciding minutes um, as, as, obvious, as obviously Jonathan Isaac um, now out. So a little bit more on uh, kind of the medical process for the Orlando Magic. Um, again, our thoughts are with Jonathan Isaac uh, as you know as he you know hits these next steps. Where we feel for you, uh, as I'm sure your teammates do, that wishing you were out there playing, of course, and we're looking forward to seeing you back on the floor, whether that's in 20, whether that's later this year, not likely, whether that's in 2021 or whether that's in 2022. Um, we're all behind you. Um, you know, again, I've interacted with Isaac a lot um, through the media. There's not a more genuine and nice guy out there, a guy who, who truly wants to make a difference in the world and has made a positive difference in this world. Don't forget, um, you know, he fed, he he paid for meals for for you know, uh, uh, public school students in in town when the public schools closed down, um, so that they could that they could make sure they had meals. Uh, public schools provide a lot of meals uh, for for children throughout Central Florida, and and when the schools closed, those those were cut off, and Isaac. Was Isaac donated money and donated time to serve those those children food as well as uh, needy families as well throughout um their, throughout the pan throughout the the time that the pandemic had shut down the economy um and that's just one of the many charitable things that Jonathan Isaac does we know those won't stop even though uh, he won't be able to play basketball for a little while um and, and and so we're 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 all we're all proud of him on that front and and certainly eager to see him back on the floor so he can he can get the get the reward for all of his work, both uh, both in rehab now and, and in the community as well. So we're all, we're all thinking of you, Jonathan, and uh, hope, hope to see you back out there soon. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. See you all again next time. You are Locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.